It's my first time speaking ever. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Uh, my name is Brent. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I first have to get started with, I need to know where you're from. Okay, so I'm from Saginaw Bay City area, which is in the Lower Peninsula, uh, which I don't think I've ever said anywhere. Uh, how many of you are from the UP? Do we call it the UP up here? Okay, I just want to make sure, because we call it down there. How many of you are from the Lower Peninsula? Are you from Michigan? Uh, the state, I guess. And how many of you are not from Michigan at all? Like Wisconsin or Canada or like where, like New Jersey? Like, I don't know. Pennsylvania? You came here from Pennsylvania. Interesting. Anybody else from Pennsylvania? Good for, hey, okay, where are you from? You're from New Jersey? Is that real? No, it's not. Oh, wow. I made that up. Are you lying to me? This is real. Good for you. I didn't know that was real. I didn't know that you were from New Jersey. That's awesome. He's lying, isn't he? Rat him out, bro. Come on. What's wrong with that? We just got started. Anyway, a couple things you need to know about me. Uh, I'm super excited. I'll get excited and loud. I don't even need this, but they told me they're recording, so I have to use it. I'm going to apologize to you in advance. I'm not angry. I'm just excited, okay? You in the back, uh, just be ready, all right, because it's going to get back there, too. Uh, you need to know some things about me. I've been a student pastor, like you said, for 10 years. I've lived in Denver, Colorado. I've lived in Austin, Texas. I've done student ministry for a bunch of different places in a bunch of different contexts. I've had up to 500 students showing up on a weekly basis at the student ministry that I've run. It's wild, okay? And I've gone as far down as about 15. And I love each section. I love each place. I love each way. All right, so like a little bit about me. I'm currently in Saginaw Bay City area. My student ministry that we get the opportunity to run has like 200 students. It's a ton of fun. Maybe 150 of them show up every week. And we've got like 60 leaders. It's, it's a blast, okay? But here's the best part. Here's the best part is I will come to camps like this. And you will think that you're alone out there in the world of students who love Jesus. And I'm telling you, as a guy who's been around the country, you're not alone. Okay? In my ministry, I've probably ministered, done the pastory thing, to probably well over 10,000 students. That's a lot of people that are your age that are all about Jesus. And here's what I know about coming to a place like this, is that statistics tell me that some of you are on the fence. Statistics tell me that everybody in this room can't possibly know and follow Jesus. That coming to camp doesn't make you a Christian. That saying you're a Christian doesn't make you a Christian. And that's what we're about to jump into this week. That cool? Sweet. I went to Central Michigan University, fire up chips. If you don't know about them, shame on you. All right. Uh, we don't like Northern University, and we don't like Western University. They tell you never polarize the crowd, but you got to know where I'm at, okay? All right, let's start there. I'm 34 years old. I know what you're thinking. Keeping it tight, right? Yeah, okay. You're thinking, oh, man, that guy looks way too good to be 34. 
And I got to tell you, the secret is I moisturize. So, you know, get on that early, okay? Uh, really good stuff out there. You should really, really pay attention to your skincare. It's very important. Uh, I'm going to push into some things tonight. I'm going to get really excited about some things tonight. You probably saw my wife running around. Uh, she is pregnant, so you don't have to feel awkward about that. She is. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Just don't go tell her she is. That's weird. All right? So don't be that person. And then I have two little knuckleheads running around. The oldest is Riker. The youngest is Archer. They're a blast. It's a ton of fun. I want to tell you a story this week. i got a bunch of stories I'm going to tell you. I've got a bunch of fun stuff I'm going to tell you. I've got some things about my life that I'm going to tell you. But here's the whole point of this week. This week is about you. This week is about your life. This week is about what you're going to do because it's incredibly easy to come to a camp and be a Christian. It's incredibly easy to come to camp and be all in on the worship stuff. It's incredibly easy to come to camp and be all about the Jesus combos. It's incredibly easy to come here and do all this and then go back home and not step into it at home. And you got to understand my context. My context is I work with the students who come home from camp. That's my job. I hang out with students, and we do student ministries for people who go to camps, and then they come back, and they got to wrestle with it. So I want to do my very best this week to set you up for when you go home, okay? So we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you a lot of crazy stories. My parents are here, and I'm not going to edit the stories, okay? So we're just going to get after it. But I want to tell you this one time my dad bought a trampoline. My dad bought a trampoline, and I'm not sure why he bought it, Okay? I don't know why I'm looking at you. It just felt like right. it was like the right time, okay? I don't know why he bought the trampoline, but my dad bought a trampoline, uh, and obviously when you're young, you're like, yeah, I love trampolines. Who doesn't love a trampoline? You know, you're just going to go jump on it. That's what you do, and people are like, oh, watch me jump. I'm going to jump on the trampoline. So this one time, my dad, and I, I got an older brother and a younger sister, and my dad looked at me, and he said, hey, Brent, come here. And I was like, yeah, what's up, Dad? You know, he's like, you can do a backflip. I'm like, yeah, no, totally, I can do that. I got this. I got this. It's going to be okay. I got this. Had I ever done a backflip at that time? I'd never done a backflip at that time in my life. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, I got it. It's going to be fine. Okay, so dad says, Brent, you're going to do a backflip. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to jump as high as you can. On the count of three, I want you to throw your head back, let your legs follow. You're going to land on your feet. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, 100%. Yep, I'm in. Let's do it, dad. So I get over there. ESPN is there. They're watching. It's amazing. Like, it, listen, if y'all don't lighten up, it's going to be a long week, all right? It's going to be a long week, all right? Get ready. ESPN's there. It's not true. It's just part of the story, okay? So ESPN's there, and I jump. One, count with me. Two, three, four. I get to, like, 97. On 97, I go. It's beautiful. My legs are coming up. My head is back. I can see it. It's going to happen. I set all that up to, to tell you I landed on my neck. Did you know this story before I got there? It's going to be a long week. So, so I'm going, and I come down, and here's what's happening. is My head is went back, but my legs aren't quite following. Some of you have been there before. You know this. And I, I, end, up, I end up landing on my head. I died that day. <laughs> and I'm going to finish that story in a minute. But I want to talk about 
I want to talk about what does it look like for you and what does it look like for me because there's something true about all of us is that all of us have a story like that, okay? It wasn't a backflip for you. Maybe it was. But you have a story where you were like, you know what? I'm going for it. Today's the day. This is the moment. I'm going to go all in. Maybe he was like, cute, you know? And you were like, mm. He'd be cute. Is this serious? Oh, this is real. Okay. Is he in the room? Whoa, I just checking. I just checking. Just checking. Whoa, be cool. He cute though. And you were like, today is the day. And you told all your friends. You told all your friends. You're like, you know what I'm talking about. You're like, I'm going. We're all in on this. And your friends are like, no, you you won't. And you're like, you watch me. You watch me. And so you start walking up. You're like walking up, walking up, walking up. Then you trip. Or like you ran into something. Or maybe you got there and you were like, oh, no. I'm out. You know, like you were walking and you were like, I'm going all in. Or maybe it was like a trampoline thing. Or maybe you were like going to ride a bike. You know, <laughs> we've all been there. Or maybe you were going to do, there's this thing out there that you were just going to go for and you were going to go all in. And you missed. And you missed. You got there. You were like, I'm going to, this is it. This is the moment. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I landed on my head. Everything was going so well. I was like, it was right there. I had the backflip. And then you like laying on your neck. A part of you died that day. You know? We're going to talk about that moment tonight. We're going to talk about that moment because here's what I know. Here's what's true about you because it's true about me. Everybody in that moment has a decision to make. And in that moment, we're going to step into a story we're going to step into a story in the New Testament in Matthew 14. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew 14, where we're learning about a context of a guy named Peter. Now, this is the same Peter. This is the same Peter that went out there and cut some dude's ear off. All right? This is the same Peter that followed Jesus, the same Peter that's like Jesus' boy. All right? This isn't like... There are a couple people you need to know about Jesus. All right? Like, Jesus had these three guys that were like his boys, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know why he chose Peter, but if you learn or study or grow in the understanding of the context of who was following Jesus, I feel like Peter was like a hype man. How many of you have got one of those friends? They like, they like make you feel like you can do anything kind of guys. They're like just all in. You know, like that person that you're like, man, I don't think I'm going to do it. They're like, no, yeah, you will. Yeah, 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 you can do it. You can do it, you know, and then you end up trying to do the backflip thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you all have those people. Well, Peter's like the hype man. Peter's like the do it, then think about it later kind of guy. When Jesus says it, he's all in. He's like, yes, I will. Jesus is like, hey, Pete, I want to wash your feet. He's like, no, you can't. Uh-uh. And he's like, well, then you can't have any part of me. And Peter's like, well, then wash my whole body, like, for real, though. Like, I want in. You know, whatever you're doing. So, like, like Peter is the same guy. This is the same guy. Jesus is like, you're going to deny me three times. I'm like, no, I won't. Then it happens, and Jesus looks right at him. Could you imagine that moment? I don't know why I'm looking at you. I'm just wondering if you can imagine it. Like, that'd be crazy. You'd be like, no, nah, I ain't going to do No, nah, not me. And then Jesus looks right at you like, no, man, this, oh, shot to the heart, you know, right there. We're going to look at the context of Peter. This is the story. Uh, this is the story of Peter. And this context is coming right after Jesus feeds 5,000 people. 
All right, he feeds 5,000 people, and Jesus does what he normally does when he does something miraculous, okay? Jesus, when he does something really, really crazy, if you read your Bibles, which you need to read your Bibles, if you read your Bibles, you got to read about this stuff, because when Jesus does something really, really miraculous, he does the same thing every time, and every time when Jesus does something miraculous, he, re- he kind of like comes away to himself and gives his Father in heaven glory, Okay, he comes away and he prays. Now, a lot of people are like, man, why would Jesus do that? Jesus did this really cool thing. I think that there are these moments in Jesus' life where Jesus would step in and he wants to give glory where it's due. But I also think that because Jesus was God and man at the same time, he had some things he had to deal with. Like, let me not take some pride out of this. Like, don't let me take any glory out of this. And Jesus paved the way. For a lot of us, he modeled that for us in a lot of ways. So Jesus feeds the 5,000, and here's what he does. He sends the disciples. He says, you guys go. I'm going to be a minute. Disciples like, this makes sense to us. You just did this really crazy cool thing that was amazing. You're going to take a minute. That makes sense to us. We're going to go. We'll see you there, okay? We're going to be over there. And Jesus is like, yeah, I'll meet you over there. So the boat pushes off, and Jesus does his thing. He's, he's in his quiet He's having a moment. Maybe this is some of the only moments that Jesus gets because as we follow Jesus through the New Testament, if you read that New Testament, there's like he's always surrounded by people. You know, maybe he just needs a reset. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is like a human. I'm trying to make, make the point to you that Jesus is like a human being. He understands us. He gets us. All right? And he's fully God, but he's also fully man. There's this beautiful thing happening in there. That's just good theology, okay? Like that's good, good stuff right there. So Peter, we're going to pick up this story where Jesus is away from the disciples and what's about to happen. Some of you know this story, and I don't want you to skip ahead, okay? Stay with me in the story. Stick with me. Stay with me in the story because I want you to feel the tension in the story. Here we go. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead. This is verse 22, sorry. And go ahead of him on the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Not abnormal. This is normal Jesus' behavior. This is normal Jesus going to his father saying, that was amazing. I don't want to take any credit away from my father in heaven. When the evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land. Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch, context, this is a real time, of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. And so would you be. I want you to sit in this moment for a second. You're on a boat. Maybe it's on this lake. And I say, you know what, why don't you all get on a boat, you go. And then all of a sudden, you're on the boat, and you're, like, chilling in the middle of the lake. And then Jesus starts walking toward you on the lake, but you don't know that it's Jesus. What you see is, let's think of all the, like, Americanized pictures of Jesus. You know, we got this Jesus, like, it's like this guy. He's got a beard, long hair, and a white robe, okay? And maybe it's foggy, and the moon is out, Okay. What do you think about when you see something white hovering over the water walking at you? A ghost. And so we read, because we read the Bible, right? And we read the Bible really boring. Peter's. 
During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them. Great. Mom, I'm reading. Be cool. Walking on the lake, I guess that's all right. When the disciples saw him, they were terrified. It's a ghost. Yeah, okay. No. Think about that for a second. You're on the boat. This is where I get loud. Get excited, okay? You're on the boat, and you're like, it's a ghost! Ah! And you're looking, and you're like, hey, 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 look at that thing. What am I looking at? Is that, do you see that? And then you got, like, the friend. You guys, you all have this friend. I'm going to go check it out. What? No. Every scary movie ever says, do not go back in the house. You will die, okay? Don't go in there. And they're like, no, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to check out this ghost thing because you said it's a ghost. Like, we're on the boat anyway. Let's see what happens. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. You all have the friends. Someone screams it's a ghost. They pull out their phone and start recording. That's what happens, right? This is gonna, I'm going to be famous. It's going to be awesome. But immediately, Jesus said to them, take courage. It's I, Jesus, don't be afraid. So Jesus is like, hey, it's all good. It's me. It's your boy. It's your boy, Jay. <laughs> and then, this is, so, this is my favorite part. You guys aren't, like, into this with me. I'm, like, so into this story. <laughs> then Peter, okay, this is that friend. Think of the friend. Maybe some of you are like, I, can't, I don't have that friend. And I'm like, because you are the friend. Like, all your friends are going to email me and be like, what did you do to my friend? You know what I'm saying? Then Peter says, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if he talked like that, okay? But that's how he talks like that in my brain, all right? I, Jay, if it's you, tell me to come out there with you. And then he hears a voice that says, come on out. Okay, that's where it gets animated. If I pull a muscle, it's on you. Trying hard out here to get you into this story. Be a part of the story. Okay, Pete says, if it's you, Jesus, (laughs) check this out. Tell me to come out there with you. He ain't going to do it. Come on out. Uh, And the other 11, this is why God invented, God created women. Okay, get ready. You've got a bunch of dudes in the boat. And Peter says, all right, I'll come out there if you say so. And then God, Jesus says so. And the other 11 dudes are like, no, you said you got to go. And Peter's like, no, I was joking. And they're like, no, 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 you got to go. You got to go. And he's like, fine, 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 fine. I'll do it. This is because guys do stupid things together, okay? And so he's like, I'll do it. Don't, 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 touch, don't touch me, dude. Don't, no, I'll do it on my own time. Get back, touch, five steps back, okay? And the dudes are like, you got to go. You said you would. And Jesus is like, I'm waiting. You know, and Peter's over here like, come on now. Okay, okay, fine. Count of three. One, two, three, four. You know, it gets to 97, okay? Don't touch, don't touch, dude. If, I, if you touch me, I'm going to, no. If you touch me, I'm going to punch something, Okay? So then, how cool would it be, though? How cool would it be if this was Peter? How cool would this be? If, if, <laughs> if he's like, all right, if it's you, Jesus, tell me, come on out. Jesus like, yeah, come on out. And the guy's like, oh, you say something, no problem. <laughs> you know, how cool would that be? I don't think that's how it went, though. Okay. 
So Peter, Peter gets out. Don't, don't touch me, dude. <laughs> I'm getting big laughs at my student ministry right now. Okay. He comes out, brings it in. You know, what's walking on water feel like? Have you ever thought about that? Is it, what's that? No, it's okay. Say it out loud. Walking on a waterbed. Is it squishy? Is it slippery? Have you ever stood on wet ice? That's crazy. It's not, it doesn't even have to look slippery if it's wet. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be, wow, you know, you're going to fly everywhere. I don't know what walking on water is or it looks like. I want to believe that it's this mixture of slippery and squishy because it feels right. Okay. So, I mean, like, he gets his leg out and he probably touches it because you would too. All right. And, like, he's just like this. He's like, okay. You know, leg shaking. Looks up at Jesus. And then Peter does something. That is unbelievable. Peter walks on water. I know, right? It's a good story. <laughs> so Peter starts walking on water with Jesus. And you got, look, listen, listen. Y'all have heard this story so many times, you don't understand how big of a deal this is. If it wasn't true, Matthew would have wrote himself walking on water. Because you don't write things and make someone else the hero of the story unless it's true. You see what I'm saying? It's not about, oh, this cool Bible story that's kind of like, oh, yeah, all the Bible's make No. If it didn't happen, Matthew wouldn't have written it down. And how do you know that it's true? Because Matthew was in the boat. And Peter is walking on water. And do you not believe that the moment Peter gets out the boat and stands up, the entire boat goes like this? They're looking. They're watching. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. There's no way he's on water. It is breaking people's brains. They don't understand. And this is before CGI. This is before Photoshop. This is before that. And they're just sitting there. I'll bet you in that moment, it was very quiet. And Peter starts walking <laughs> on water. This is what it says. Then Peter got down off the boat. He walked on water. And he came toward Jesus. And it's so quiet. There's not a lot of commotion going on from the other guys. But when he saw the wind. And then maybe, maybe it wasn't just the wind. You know, like maybe he got a little spray in his face. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ever been on a boat and you just, oh, it's cold, you know? Or maybe, like, maybe he slipped. Because in my head, water is slippery. All right? Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he was, like, looking around in the waves. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, solid. So he's, like, walking up and over waves. I don't know what he's doing here. Maybe he's got a hurdle away. Something's going on. But something happens. 
where Jesus says, come on out, Pete. And Pete starts walking toward Jesus. And Jesus and Peter are walking on water. And everybody in the boat is watching. It's unbelievable. Nobody's going to believe this story when we tell them. We should write it down. We should tell everybody this story. Peter walking on water, and then something happens. Here's the deal. Peter's already on the water. It's not the first step. It's not the second step. It's steps. He is walking on water. To walk, you got to take multiple steps. I have trained two toddlers to walk. Okay, walking is not going like this and falling. Walking is when you walk, and I don't have to catch you. He's going far enough distance that he's walking on water, and he's up there. And I don't know if he's, like, realizing the fact that he's standing on top of water. I don't know if he's realizing the fact that, man, like, there was a storm, wasn't there? Like, I forgot about everything, you know? Like, I'm out here just focused on Jesus, and then I get distracted, and then what happens? He gets distracted, and immediately he begins to sink He gets afraid, he begins to sink, and then he cries out what all of us cry out when we were out there on the water with Jesus, focused in after camp, we were on the water with Jesus. Brent, I came to, I listened to your thing, and I was out there ready to walk on water. Then I got five days out of camp, and I was walking on water, and then some of my friends said, oh, you're different. Oh, we we like the old you. You got distracted. And you started to sink. And you're like, Lord, save me. Wish I was back at camp. Wish I was over there. Wish I could be at that place where I don't have to think about all the pressure and all the stuff and all the high school and middle school stuff that comes to my Like, I wish I was just at Hiawatha. I'd be with that dude that's crazy, tells stories, and he's nuts, and he looks at me in the eye, and I don't like it, but it's okay. And, like, there's things happening, and I wish I was there because if I was there, he'd be pushing me to be on the water like Peter. And I'm out here trying to do it, and I'm getting distracted. And I feel like I'm starting to sink. And I don't know who to reach out for. So you do what all of us do. Not, I'm guilty. You do what all of us do. We reach to things that we think are safe. Where do you think Peter reached first? For the boat. I am too far from the boat now. I cannot find it. I'm sinking. And his last resort, say, Lord, save me. And then Jesus Think about this. He is close enough to Jesus. Pay attention to these stuff. You guys got to read the Bible, okay? It's good. All right. Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. We're not talking about Jesus sprinted, dove, slid, and grabbed him. We're talking about like, okay. He was so close. He was so close to Jesus. He was literally right there. And he gets distracted. He says, Lord, save me. And Jesus reaches out, grabs his hand, pulls him up. And then he says something that, it, to me, is so offensive. Like, it's offensive. Jesus says this. He reached out his hand, caught him. He said, you of little faith. Are you kidding me? I'm out here on the water. They're in the boat. 
Are you kidding me, Jesus? At least I got out the boat. At least I tried. And Jesus is saying, it's not that you didn't get out the boat and put your focus on me. It's that you thought for a second that I was not the one holding you up. You thought for a second that you were the one holding you up. That's why your faith is little. You got out here far enough to get close to me. You got out here far enough to get by my hand. You started to fall because you thought it was by your power that you can walk on water. And then he asked the question, why did you doubt? What were you thinking? I was right here. We were right there. Ending of the story is awesome. And then they climbed into the boat. Jesus jumps up over the boat. The wind died down. And those who were on the boat worshipped him, Jesus saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Think about this. Peter and Jesus step on the boat, and I'll bet you everybody kind of backed up. They said, whoa, this is big. Clearly, clearly, there's something more to you. Why would we start out with this story? I told you already that this week is about you. This week is about you answering a very, very simple, yet very, very difficult question. Which person are you going to be? Are you going to be in the boat, or are you going to be on the water? Are you going to be in the boat? Writing the stories down of all the friends of yours that are moving toward Jesus? Or are you going to be out on the water? Here's what I know about being on the water. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. Here's the thing I know. We don't walk in, on water in groups. Which means you're going to have to have some courage and make some moves. There were 11, at least 11 dudes in the boat. You get me? And all of these guys followed Jesus. But one of them had the courage to jump out the boat and walk toward Jesus. Walking on water does not happen in groups. Don't be looking around at your friends saying, why won't you come with me? I'll do it if they do it. Like, I'll go if you go. You're out there, you got like that friend that's at the lunch table, you know, and they always sit alone. And you're like, I'll sit with them tomorrow. Or you look at your friends like, we should go sit with them. You know, really practical way to love people. Nah, I'll do it later. You know what? Sometimes it takes you just standing up and going over to the lunch table. You know what I'm saying? You got that friend whose parents are getting divorced. And you're like, well, we can't talk about it. Or you got that friend that everybody's making fun of. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, no, no, no. Like, oh, that's funny. Haha, <laughs> you're laughing at it. But the reality is, like, you got that friend everybody's gossiping about. Like, everybody's talking bad about. And you kind of join in. And it's not that you joined in like you said something. It's that you joined in because you said nothing. You get me? But isn't it interesting that it just takes one person 
It just takes one person to get out the boat, and everybody's going to stop and watch the show. Everybody's going to look. And, you know, they might say some things. They might push you a little bit. They might nag you a little bit. They might get after you a little bit. But isn't it interesting that all it takes is one person who is going to step out the boat and walk toward Jesus for you to have a moment to walk on water? And isn't it true that you can walk on water? Isn't it true that you you can do that? Peter was not, like, he was not Jesus. This is the same Peter. Remember his resume? The same dude cut a dude's ear off. Same dude who denied Jesus three times. Y'all remember the stories? Same guy. But Peter figured something out fast. When Jesus says, come on the water, come on out, you go. There I met my back foot. find myself landing on my head. And my dad, I'm crying, you know, you got the tears going, you know, he comes up, he goes, what's up, man? You hurt? I'm like, yeah, bro. No, I broke my neck, man. My dad says, look at me. I said, okay. He said, when I tell you that you can do something, you can do it. So, You guys want to count me down? I might hit this, but I'll be fine. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, wouldn't that have been so cool? <laughs> that would have been the best. Uh, I can do it on trampoline. I'm too scared to do it out here. That's fine. I learned my lesson that day. Here's the deal. All right, I had you in the back, though. You were like, he's going to do it. He's going to hit that. There are, like, so many people in the back that are like, he's going to hit that string, though. Like, he's going to hit that with his feet. He's going to land on his head again. He's never going to do a backflip again. He might die today, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I told that story one time, and I had everybody's phone out. It was awesome. I didn't do the backflip, although I should learn and not be so scared, but I'm a little scared. Point is, when your father tells you you can do something, you can do it. Wasn't long before I was on that trampoline again doing a backflip, and then I did too. And then I twisted things in there. And now I'm so old, I'll probably pull a muscle, okay? And that's a real story. But here's the point. When Jesus calls you to do something, you can do it. When Jesus calls you on the water, you can walk on water. So long as when you're walking, you're not out there believing that it's you Walking on water by yourself. I'm sick and tired of a generation of people who say they believe in Jesus and don't act like it. And let me tell you, I'm sick and tired of generations. Okay, when they let me preach on the adult stage, I go after it. I'm sick of looking at the world and watching people cower in fear. I'm sick of looking at the world and things that are happening in our nation and watching a generation of, a generation of young people and older people who are starving for fame and fortune that gets you nowhere. A platform gets you nothing. Likes on Instagram get you nothing but a dopamine hit in your brain. That's it. You don't get anything for that. Well, I want to be an influencer. Yeah, 82% of you do. 
what are the other 18% of you going to do? Like, we have a lot of jobs out there. <laughs> like, I'm sick of a generation that's looking for the easy way out. I'm sick of a generation standing in the boat. I'm sick of the 1 to 12 ratio. You get me? I want to see a generation of young people reigniting a fire that was once burning so hot and engulfed so many people that they didn't even need the Bible to be written. It just was going everywhere. And if you want to check on that, like the Bible didn't be compiled, it didn't get written until after Jesus rose from the dead, y'all. And somehow people heard about Jesus 30 years before, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody had to tell them. Because you tell people things like that. You get after that. Because when I saw it and I lived it and I did this, I was there. I want to see a generation like that. And you know where I'd love that to start? Hiawatha. Why aren't we those people? Why won't you be those people? And you're like, Brent, I don't know if I can be those people. And I'm going to prove to you this week. That not only can you be, but if you know Jesus as your Savior, you are those people. My whole career has put me at a spot at 34 years old where I'm sick of walking into church buildings and campgrounds and seeing people tell me, that they have the life of Jesus in them, but they look like zombies. I'm sick of it. I'm literally writing books about it because I'm done with it. Let's not be those people. Let's get out the boat. Let's walk on some water, and here's what I'm going to do for you this week. I'm going to do my very best to teach you how to walk on water. Every session we have, I'm going to give you hopefully a nugget that you can take home, which means in the nine sessions we get together, I'm going to give you nine nuggets to take home so that when you're home, away from here, you can stay on that water and not get distracted by the wind and the waves and the spray. Tonight's nugget, the difference, the difference between walking on water and not walking on water is deciding to get out of the boat. Some of you in this room may not know Jesus as your Savior. Did you not know that your counselors would love to talk to you about that? <laughs> I don't know anybody who shows up at camp for a summer that wants to just hang out with high school, middle school students. They probably are here for a better, bigger reason. And that's to help you get out the boat. So here's what we're going to do. Hey, some of you may need to know Jesus. I'm not assuming the whole room knows him. And you're like offended by that, but that's statistics, man. I, I work at the church. I know. We're going to put some music on. Here's what I need you to do. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how this day is supposed to end tonight, okay? Here's what I know. Do not leave this room until you make a decision to get out of the boat. Do not leave this camp 
until you decide to get on the boat. And if you made that decision tonight, I want you to talk to somebody about it. Because even though you can't walk on water as a group, there's going to be someone in the boat that can help tell the story and remind you of the story later. We're going to play a little soft music here. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go away for a while. And I want to give you space. Here's what I know about the generation we work with. Space is hard to come by. It's hard to find. I want to give you some breathing room to really wrestle with that. Do I want to be in the boat or on the water? And if you're here and accepting Jesus as your Savior is like your number one thing, let's wrestle with that. Take this time. It's yours. Heavenly Father.